everybody, it's Rev DDT back for another broadcast, 8.01 p.m. <laughs> Today, and it's Monday, by the way, and I think it's like, what, the 6th? I don't know, 6th of February or something like that? Yeah, February 6th. Anyway, here we go. So, I want to guys give you guys a heads up on Vinny's progress, the progress of Vinny's gout situation he was dealing with. Man, that's crazy, you know? Okay, this dude, like, so, right after, right after we prayed for him and everything, and everything happened, you know, the last... Uh, time we talked about that so we you know lightning struck in his ankle you know and it, man i just had a killer revelation for that too it was like the word of god the power of god the might of god the um judgment of god and uh a few other things on that whole thing uh on the enemies all this stuff that is his breakdown on that all there and it, when i looked at it it was like five different things and i was thinking wow man that's the number for grace too it's also a hand and so it was like the hand of god shows up there as well as the word of god and, and you know, just you know, really cool stuff that I had when I was sharing with Vinny. We were talking about that um, that next day. So uh, I was talking to him, and he said that he uh, his his ankle felt better, but he was, went to the hospital, and they were talking to him there, and they was going to switch his medications around stuff. So he didn't think he was on the right medication, So and he needed to take a higher dosage of this other medication. It's, it says on the bottle, that don't take too much of this, it'll kill you. So it's like, it literally says that on the bottle. I read it, and I was like, what the hell? Okay, right, right. Well, one of mine says that, but it's like it's like watered-down version of that, you know, right? His says, it'll kill you, literally. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Okay, anyway, so there's that. So anyway, so I'm sitting there, and we're talking about this, and he, he, he says um, he's feeling better and stuff, and he changed his medication. So he stayed off work one day, then went to work the next day, it's a couple of days ago. So he goes to work, and gets home and the next day I called him and that was yesterday and he wasn't doing very good. And I was like, what happened? He goes, oh, I went to work. He goes, I started feeling better. So I went to work. He says, I should have stayed off it. So I was like, okay. So, you know, so I prayed again. So after I got off the phone, I sat here for about two hours, just really just yelling at the devil and just really just hitting this thing with freaking prayer. I was really mad about the freaking fact that, that he, that he's sore again, but I was blaming it on the devil, whatever. <laughs> so it was really Vinny's fault because he went to work, but, but I, I, you know, I don't want to blame Vinny. You know, I mean, he's my bro. I mean, he's trying, we're trying to heal the guy. You know, I don't want to hurt him. So I, you know, go in the other direction and blame the devil, right? But actually, it worked though, because you know, I called him today. I, I said, yeah, I was going to go over and hang out with him for a little while. I said, hey, man, I come over a little bit, man. He goes, guess what? I go, what? He goes, I worked today. I go, what? <laughs> He did that again. Is it hurt now? He goes, no, no. He goes, no. After you prayed for me, when you hung up, he goes, he goes, I just started feeling better. And he goes, I fell asleep, and then I woke up this morning, and he goes, and my the swelling was completely, almost completely gone. It was so far down, and it was it, his foot like looked almost as normal as his other foot. He, both of his feet are kind of swollen looking anyway. So, but it, it is still swollen. His ankle's still really swollen. But he said when he went to the doctor, they he didn't tell me this. They stuck a freaking needle in his foot trying to see if he had any any fluid in his ankle because they thought maybe his ankle was, had fluid in it, right? Because sometimes it'll get fluid in there. You know when they, when you when you're dealing with that stuff. And so they stuck a needle in his ankle. Big old fucking horse needle man shoved it right into his ankle and, and drew, drew black. There was no fluid or anything in there. He says, but it's one side of his ankle is just completely black and blue, and the other side is just real swollen. But his foot's almost normal. And I was like, no way. And he's walking around. I was like, holy crap! You got your he got a shoe on and everything. Went to where he went to work today for a little while. He's a painter. He goes up and down ladders and stuff. He said he had somebody helping him, but he's like, yeah, one of the kids helping me. But still, man, yeah, I'm working. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. He goes, Yeah, no, no, not after that prayer freaking did it. And he goes, I just fell asleep and woke up like this. I went, You gotta be kidding me. He goes, No. I said, Oh, great. So he's on the mend. So that's good. And they got him 
the wisdom we prayed for from the doctors, he's got his freaking medication squared up and he got him some more powerful stuff and told him, don't take too much of this, but take it as you, as you need it. And if you have to take more than normal, go ahead. Just, you know, just know it can kill you. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, that is wild, whacked information. But you know, sometimes with gout, they just don't know about that stuff. Now we both, Vinny and I both had a friend that I grew up this guy. His name was Marvin Wolf, and he had a twin brother named Marshall, and Marshall's still alive, got family on so They were 10 years older than us when we grew up. They were they were kind of our old brothers, and when we were teenagers, we'd call on them, and they'd come down and bust heads if they needed to for us. And, you know, if we got jumped, because we just got jumped a lot when we were kids around here and stuff, and, you know, by gangs of kids. I mean, freaking three, four kids at a time. Now I'm talking six or seven or eight. One time, it was 12 freaking kids, and two carloads one time pulled up, and one was an El Camino, and then this other car, man, all the kids getting out. And they were big kids, too, bigger than all of us. And, fuck, they were going to kick our ass, man. If I had a, got to a 7-Eleven and freaking down the street and freaking called them to those guys, we would have been dust. There was just three of us. And so, anyway, Marshall Marvin came down. And my colonist's my brother, Ryan, came down. He was crazy. Anyway, they took care of it. We all took care of it. They took care of it for us. Actually ended up, the kid that, that was trying to beat me up, I actually ended up, he was a bully. They kept pulling a knife on me. And I almost got cut a few times. And managed to get away from him, you know, freaking, you know, like, I didn't know how to fight knife, fight people with knives back then. I do now, but I didn't know then until after I took him out. But I took him out with a pair of skates, roller skates on, both feet, right in the face. Bloody his nose, got kicked out of skate land forever, but um, stopped him from bullying me, too, from the rest of my life. He stopped that, so did everybody else, actually. Everybody stopped after that. <laughs> they were like, holy crap. No, man, it was just right, right timing. Had my hand on the bars. Two bars, two upright bars, and I was just standing there and I was standing. He was talking to me, talking shit to me, and I just went, fuck it, wham, wham. <laughs> Let him have it, man. Yeah, he beat me up quite a few times and almost killed me, almost stuck me one time with that knife, man. And, 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 and he actually did cut my shoulder right here. I can still have the scar on my shoulder right by an ugly, I've got a tattoo I call ugly. Right there on my left side, man. He cut that right there one time. With his knife. You know, he, I just, <laughs> I just went reached past him to get away, man. I was just gonna run away from him, but I couldn't get be. It was I couldn't get run behind me. I couldn't turn around, and run. I had to run past him, and I did. And he cut me, but it wasn't very much. He scratched me, but it was enough to cut me. But you know, didn't have to have stitches or anything. It was just, you know, it wasn't like what freaking that kid did to Bobby out here in the front. One guy, man, freaking did to Bobby out here in the front when he laid his chest open. My God, that, when you get your chest cut open, man, it really lays it open. It flayed it, man. Wham! We take him to the hospital and get stitches. They're looking at his, his chest yesterday, man. <laughs> a nice, nice white scar across his beautiful copper skin. <laughs> and he's not black. He's copper, by the way. And he'll tell you that. <laughs> and he's white, and it looks like a frown, upside down frown on top of his pack. And I was like, dude, man, I said, you got a frown on your pack, white frown on your pack. He goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> The only part of me that's white, but I'm white. <laughs> this is funny. I said, uh-uh, your hair's white, too. He goes, oh, that's right. <laughs> His hair is so freaking white, man. I mean, he's like, <laughs> look at that white. Looks like a cotton ball walking down the road at night. I'm not kidding. It's funny and crap, man. Yeah, getting old is funny. Anyway, so Benny's ankles are doing really good, and I just wanted you guys to just, you know, catch that and, you know, and then a little bit of my groupiness in my stories, but... um Y'all have a good night. So, um, do. Do this, okay? Here's how you pray. This is what Jesus showed me. And it's in the scriptures. It's right there in John 11, okay? Where he calls Lazarus out of the grave. It's a model prayer. 
And he told us, believe you're receiving, you'll have it. He walked up there with that mindset, believe you're receiving, you'll have it. His heart set on that. His intention is to raise this guy from the dead. And he walks up to the grave and stood off a little ways. And he says this. He lifted his hands up in the air, looked up into the heavens, and said, Father, thank you for always hearing me. Lazarus, come forth. Did you catch that? He didn't say, Father, will you please raise him from the dead? He didn't do that. That's mamsy-pamsy anyway. That's, will you please? Oh, come on, man. God said faith. Will you please is not faith. That's, I hope you will. And there's a little faith in there, but it's not enough to get that going. Childlike faith. You believe you will. Thank you, Daddy. Dad's going to bring me a bike. My mom told me, she says, you're going to get a bike for your birthday. I was like, I think eight or seven. No, it was six, five, four, six, six. I was six. Yeah, because he was gone when I was seven, so I was six. So, um, yeah, six. And she, you know, I wanted a purple Stingray, uh, Schwinn Stingray. We saw him at Kmart, and I was like, wow, you know. Come with Dad, Daddy. His so mom says, Dad's going to come home by you on your birthday, and my birthday's coming up a couple days. So I was like, okay. So I, I knew Dad was going to buy me a bike. And I went out there, and I got on his lap, and I, said, and I gave him a kiss. I said, thank you, Daddy, for my bicycle. Just as I said. That's childlike faith. That's what it is. That's all it is. She thanked Father. Be really grateful in your heart. But you know what? It really helps to really build a relationship with him, too. But it can start there. Just that first step of faith, man. You know, Jesus, Jesus came and did a really great work for us. Um, why are we just going to slap him in the face and say, fuck, isn't that worth it? Come on, man. He gave his life for it. He wants you to have a relationship with Father. That's what he came here to show us and to teach us, and he wants to teach you and show you Father. Just ask him, will you please show me Father? And he will. That's what I kept doing. Kept bugging him about it, too, for a lot of years, and he's been doing it ever since. I still do it every day, too. Come on, show me Dad. I want to see your face. I want to see Dad's face. Yesterday, I had an argument with him. Yeah, literally, an argument. It wasn't heated or anything. It was just an argument. I want to see Dad's face. You can't. Why? Because you'll die. Why? Because you'll die. Why? Because you'll die. Why? Because you'll die. Come on. You're not telling me why. Tell me why. Tell me why I would die. You can't handle it. Yeah, and he's trying to explain it to me, but I don't have, he can't explain it to me. There's no way for him to reference that to me because I can't, I can't experience it. You see what I mean? If you can't experience it, it's hard to reference it. And it's hard for somebody to reference it to you, to, to actually explain it to you if you have no way to understand that. And faith goes beyond that understanding. Did you know that? Okay. You can't get stuck in reason and be of faith because that just don't work. You have to throw all that out and just trust, simply trust. Believe, trust, and have faith. Those are three facets of this same wonderful mechanism. Okay. It's the faith mechanism, but yeah. There's three wonderful facets. I think about that. Trust, belief, and faith. Hmm. At one point, after you've walked with God and gotten to know Him really, 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 really super, super, super well, which I don't really know Him that super well, so I guess not that super well, guess what happens? All of a sudden, you just know. Uh, no longer requires faith. You're just walking on knowing. Mm, crossed over that a couple of years, a few years back, I guess. I realized one day, oh. I haven't had to use my faith in a long time, Lord. He goes, yeah. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> when he walked up to that grave, he wasn't thinking about having to use his faith. He wasn't like trying to sum it up. He wasn't trying to get muster it up. He wasn't compartmentalizing it because he never. He told me not to do that in heaven when I talked to him. When he, when he brought me to heaven, we walked and talked. He said, "Don't compartmentalize your faith," and everybody still does it. And I was doing it, still do it sometimes. I'm like, "Why am I doing this? I don't need to." But I realized one day it's been annoying for a long time. I just know God will. And when it comes to healing, it's for sure. When it comes to miracles, it's a for sure, baby. I just thought I want to encourage your faith. Take that opportunity to do that. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. Yahoo. DDT. Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev. DDT. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>